Welcome to BS Reactor, where we usually talk about stuff no one would chat with us about. That way we can share things that live in the back of our brains that just need to be let out. But this time we're doing Cowboy Bebop, which nerds love to rant about, but it's our show. If for some reason you don't know about Cowboy Bebop, it's an extremely popular anime that originally aired in the late 90s. Links will be in the description. As usual, we're going to be using profanity and spoilers to express ourselves. So if you're not into that, don't put a bounty on us. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Let's jail. No. That song is great, by the way. I just love how it starts out and it's already like screaming at you. I know, right? Yeah. Hey guys, hey guys. Welcome to BSR. I'm Malik, joined here by Evan. Patrick. Isaac and Jasmine. We're doing a review of Cowboy Bebop, everyone's favorite little bounty hunting Western anime. It, Trigon? It's still Trigon. And yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> this was okay. Malik's pick, by the way. Desert like Punk. Yeah, Evan, hey, Evan, but... back off. <laughs> Desert <right>. Punk. <laughs> Desert Punk was a shit. I love that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm anyway. just saying, you said your favorite. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm just no, thinking yeah. off the top of my head. Of Desert Punk's great, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but neither one of those other two are in space. So, so, so this one, we usually talk about things no one else would talk to us about, and this is one of those weird cases where I feel like everyone, everyone. would talk to <laughs> yes. us about it. But like, yeah, the last time I saw this was probably twenty years ago. So like, this has been like a major refresher for me. Somehow I managed <laughs> like, to watch it like every couple years. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's cool. really good. Yeah. Like, it, it's it is. it's yeah. nice. It's a good one to get back into anime if you've been off of it for a while. I have yeah. literally seen this almost every year. But I've never actually seen the whole series. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like that too. Oh, okay. There were like two episodes this time when I was watching through. I was like, "Have I seen this?" Before? I've only mm-hmm. seen the first couple, and like oh, I yeah. usually stop right after they get to Ed, and then oh yeah, I pick up again. Well, and if you really like Ed, Ed, that's okay because then they proceed to not use Ed for like True. five, six yeah. episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but I kind of whiffed the selection choice. But that, um, this is it's all fine. that's been in my, living we're in my mind for a while. So. um what I figured we'd do today is I'd just get some questions. I, I sent questions to everybody. Sadly, it was really late, but it's I hope. seven this morning. <laughs> Shout no, out. Yeah. I made them last night at like two in the morning and forgot to put it in the thing because of reasons. But I figured we just answer some questions. Everyone's probably seen this already. It's just a serious nostalgia thing for me. And I, I'd, I'd like to glean into other people's perspectives on the series. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know what Cowboy Bebop is, it's a anime that's basically a space western. Actually, even western is more like a new a noir. noir. Yeah. 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 It's more I mean, noir. They, they call it a western. I mean, cowboys in the name. But, yeah, but it's more yeah. than it's it's because like bounty noir. like bounty hunting and the way they do it is, is yeah, but kind of but the like way it's drawn it. and the feel of the it series is, it is honestly one of the most yeah. visually pleasing anime I've ever seen. Empire has the best kind of like soundtrack. Samurai Seven. Samurai uh, Seven yes. looked really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it probably has like one and, of the best. And now we have yeah. a Demon Slayer movie, so I think that's mm. like 
So Demon Slayer personally <laughs> has nothing on Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. All yeah, they really parts, all yeah. Demon Slayer really did was really accentuate elemental effects. And yeah, stuff. but goddamn is it beautiful. It is pretty. But, yeah. But no, but as yeah. far as creating like an atmosphere yeah. for like visuals, matching music, whatever, I think the only thing I've ever seen come close to like the match on this is like Samurai Shadow. I Blue. knew you were gonna say that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And actually I, I there are a most, lot of crossovers yeah. with this and between that, I heard so, uh, yeah. most most Def did a, a good amount of the music in Samurai Shampoo. Uh-huh. In terms of like music pairing like Yoko Kano the composer for this mm-hmm. is an absolute mensch one of my favorite composers yep. and I'm really nervous when I do the intro music for this because I'm just not going <laughs> to do it you're afraid, you're afraid like, he's a listener oh god pressure <laughs> you're afraid he's going to listen and be like oh man I gotta give this guy some tips well first so, off she but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, she. I, I've never really seen the person I never no, look no. into the music so, a lot so, with these things I just they noticed base, them. they base the character design of Ed off of Yoko but oh. <laughs> yeah Okay. So here's a question. When you do the music, just do it so bad that <laughs> just, don't don't do that. Uh-uh. that yeah, really yeah, it makes you just, make just, just, just do like, like chopsticks. Well maybe chopsticks. Maybe so people think, oh he did this on purpose. Like he's not trying to sound like it. Because you don't want to try to sound like it because then you just get, you know like the sad version of tank. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh my god. But like so so this music is like very iconic. She oh, overwrote yeah. for this series just because she enjoyed it so much. The mm-hmm. uh um, band that does it is called the seatbelt because they're in, so yes. intense you're gonna need a seatbelt <laughs> right and like the only reason that i was excited that the new netflix series was happening is because yoko's doing the soundtrack and i'm like that was probably yeah. the only thing that was exciting about yeah. that all right <laughs> honestly <laughs> like i have listened to a bunch of her soundtracks with things mm-hmm. and i have not seen the, like like kids on the slope was the mm-hmm. thing that she did a while back um again amazing That's a newer music one, yeah yeah uh, new ish but uh, yeah like yeah. I've never actually seen the series. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen the whole of Escaflona either, but I bought the soundtrack. Escaflona is worth watching. I think she did Ghost in the Shell too, didn't she? Standalone Complex. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also, that was on repeat when I was in college. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Still right now. That's another series that I've watched so many times, but I've never actually seen the whole series. Uh Yeah, you got to get to that. She did one called Terror and Resonance, which is just absolutely a beautiful soundtrack. Oh, really? I haunts it down. It's amazing. The anime has some problems, but <laughs> I was talking about the music. It's about some. <laughs> it's about some kids that are terrorists. So as you can imagine, oh, it's, right. it's, yeah, it's a little heavy, but. Anyway, back but to the Cowboy Bebop. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, the music's yes. great. Ultimately, we're just going to jump right into the questions. Guys, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Like, yeah, for it, real. It, it, it's, it's, on, it's, just, it's on Netflix. It's on Hulu right now. Yeah. Crunchyroll. You can like, watch it on. There's no excuse. Bro, yeah. it's, it's just amazing. It's, um, like, Give it a look. Don't, don't, get, don't, get, is, uh, don't get tricked by Netflix. Be piratable. sure you watch the yes. animation. <laughs> also, do not watch a lot of It's on YouTube, too. I was going to say that, but I didn't. If you haven't seen it, turn off the podcast and go watch it now, you piece of garbage. It's 26 episodes. So it's in a movie. Go yes. give it a look. Go Watch them look. all. Watch yeah. them all. Mm-hmm. And then come back here and then understand why we freaking bust ourselves over this. All right. Yep. The movie is in insertable does. at any time after the whole cast has been introduced. Yeah. Like it's not uh-huh. part of the main plot. Yeah. Like, oh, most an, like most anime movies, it's in the canon, but it's not canon. Yeah. Anytime yeah. after like episode five or something, you can watch then the movie. Jumping into the questions, guys. The first one is just, who's your favorite character in the entire series? Why? Just a okay. quick little sum. You don't got to get too in-depth with it. We'll start with Jasmine. Jet. Jet? Really? Yes. I was not expecting that. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. yeah. What were you expecting? So, no. Like, Jet, I don't know. There's just something about the fact that, like, he decided to have a mechanical arm rather than them growing him one mm. when the technology was available because he wanted to mm-hmm. remember that pain because of the betrayal and how all that happened. And I don't know. I just really liked 
his morals or something. And I agreed with some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to insert myself, I think that's who I'd want to be. I, I don't necessarily want to be a man. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. But, sure, but yeah. a captain, like someone with a morals and a, a good moral compass yeah. and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, no. That Jet was sense. the one who I thought Jasmine would best be because I could see her being Jet. I mean, I, when I said favorite, I meant like that you like, not that you want to be, but I get what yeah. you're saying. Like, that's yeah. why yeah. he's yeah. my favorite. No, and though. a lot of people will glean into like, this is who I'd want to be, so they're my yeah. favorite. No, I get that. But mm-hmm. all right, cool. Isaac? So I'm going to give you two answers. <laughs> okay. All right. One, Einstein. Uh, a good boy. Oh, always. <laughs> Hands down. I always like him in there, but he's not really a character. He's always an accent. Like, I, I feel like they really just forgot that he existed at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm the Corgi. Very good dog. And like, as I was watching this, I stopped at a barbecue place in town, a black dog. Yeah. And they had ESPN2 on. And just out of nowhere, they had uh, a, a corgi race, hey, like, really? like dog racing, but it's mm-hmm. all corgis. And I was like, "Hello, short legs!" Right? This is gonna be amazing. But like, first round started like two steps into this, it was like, it was like pandemonium. Like none of them were going in straight lines. One just instantly hopped the fence. Like they're not going fast. One went diagonal across the field, and was like, "This is exactly what I thought it'd be. This is amazing." Nice. Anyway, not as uncommon as you might think, though. Yeah. I used to live by a horse track that for April first they do wiener dog races. Yeah, that that makes sense. It was in Washington somewhere. I know absolutely nothing about it. Just that it's hilarious to see corgis race. Um. So my actual answer to this is a character that I feel like. He enjoys himself the most in this series up to the very end. But like, this is a character who always has a smile on his so face. He's I always laughing. His name is Pierre LeFou. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And like a lot of people are terrified of this episode and I just fucking love it because he's doing like street fighter combos on Spike halfway through. <laughs> and like, it's always like, no lie, no lie. Through the whole episode, he invites them to this big showdown, but it's like at Disney World and like Spike's <laughs> like fucking up robots half the time. And like, he finally gets taken down because he gets monkey stopped by a robot goofy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Start to finish. This man's my favorite. Nice. (laughs) So that's my answer. Good stuff. That's great. Pat? So it depends. I most feel a kinship to Ed because Ed's crazy. I'm slightly crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Ed does stuff in weird ways. He gets stuff done. And Ed had never actually grokked the topic we're discussing. I could see exactly. That. <laughs> so it's always I, I, topic adjacent. I feel yeah. exactly. Yeah. I feel a kinship with her, which is a her because everyone says a her except for her dad, who doesn't remember. But is it really her dad? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's her but dad. the one who that's what I feel kinship with. The one I really would like to be, or I would like to be. Um, this is your favorite, bro. <laughs> okay, fine. My favorite is Ed, but the one I like to be is Norio. How do you say the name? They got a spike eights. Vicious. Yeah, yeah vicious. His real name. Well, his real name is his real name is Vicious. Yeah, you oh, guys, vicious. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Just, <laughs> vicious. Sorry, sorry. I was looking at the actor, the actual actor's name. Oh. Sorry, yeah. the Japanese actor, Vicious, because he's just like, hey man, I want to kill everybody and stuff. Is he's just so cool and like, Vicious has never been like that a, laid back in his life. That dude is hardline intense <laughs> yeah. about every second of every day. Yeah, but he's so cool. You about it. survive that. He's so cool <laughs> about it though, man. This is he adrenaline. Dro- he drops a French fry and kills thirty people. <laughs> Come but on, he picks the fry up with his sword. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, after, after he's killed the 30 people, he's like, I guess it's okay. Mm, yeah, I mean, he doesn't do anything that's not deliberate and out to get you. Yeah. Exactly. My pettiness. So <laughs> okay. I just 
that's just cool. I mean, no, that's fine. I would love to be him because he just, yo, man, I'm gonna take this over. And he little, he little out there too because he always talking about. He's gonna have like a 30 minute rant about fate, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I do. And, uh, and about yeah. how it doesn't matter. Okay, Pat. And about something about Will. And I, I think yeah. it's too <laughs> right. Vicious, so vicious, 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 Pat. That sounds like me after like a couple Roman Cokes. So, yeah. Okay. You're on a All couple right. Roman Cokes now, aren't you? And At least one. It was off. It wore off now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they all say. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just Ed. No, I'll okay. just be Ed. Is that Ed? Okay. Damn yeah. it, man. <laughs> Sorry. You're all right. I just like characters that make things more fun. Mm-hmm. And I think for this series, I really like shows that handle things where there's like a main cast you can relate to and they do their own stuff. But most of the stars of episodes are not the main cast, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a tertiary character that is the central focus of each episode. So you'll see that a lot. Like Outlaw Star is really good about that, too. Another space western. VT mm-hmm. is my, uh, my okay. pick for favorite. Yeah, yeah. The heavy metal queen trucker. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she was cool. Yeah. She, she was, was fucking cool. She was cool. Like her attitude is established right away. Mm-hmm. She's a good, a good person and will not hesitate to put you in the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> With her bare hands. I would want her on my crew, I'm just saying. And oh, she's yeah. honest. Right. Like, yeah, no, she's perfectly honest. Absolutely helpful to community. Yeah, Jasmine, and a go. total badass. Actually, she and can't be on your crew. She's very good at problem solving in the moment. Yes. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Jasmine, she can't be on your crew. Guys, if you listen to Warm Up, you know what I'm talking about. We're criminals. She's not a bad person. I mean. <laughs> she can be on the outside. She well. heard that a guy cut somebody off in line at the gate and chased that dude into a mine, sideswiping him. How is that a bad person? That's That's crimes. just road rage. That, that's, that's crime, son. That's, that's like Batman rage. style, baby. <laughs> exactly. Boom. Batman's evil. What are you talking about? But very no, important. Batman will just leave you with it at the end of your life. For another day. Because you <laughs> yeah. threw another, a, another. a receipt on the ground. But very another importantly. But Batman's evil. All right. You can't speak to her directly because everywhere she goes, she's blasting the living shit out of heavy metal. Yeah, uh-huh. that's yeah. pretty dope. No, that's that's a good one. Uh-huh. I, I, what, what I, I forgot think? about her. She's awesome. What do you think, Malik? What's your favorite? Spike, bro. I, love I knew Spike. he was going to say that. Dude, I knew like, it. Literally, I knew he's it. the only reason I watched the show. Like, yeah? I remember waking up um, when I was a kid out of nowhere and they're like driving around on Earth and they're meeting mm-hmm. Ned and everything like that. And I'm like, oh. I have no clue what the fuck this is. And I'm laying with my brothers on the ground and I watched the show because it used to come on Adult Swim all the time. Mm -hmm. He just has that effortless cool thing. Yeah, he's just super cool. Like, he's just extra chill. And he's like, he's kind of like Spider-Man with like weaker quips and like not really giving a shit. (laughs) Like, he'll meet the guy and be like, Hey, you know, you should just like, you know, give, you know up, give up or this is going to happen. <laughs> if, if they did like a reboot of this, Spike would be like Idris Elba. Just yeah. oozes awesomeness. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. And like, I've also, I've also really liked anime characters that had kind of like a fro looking thing going on mm-hmm. in the past. Oh, like yeah. like Mugen going, yeah. from yeah. Samurai Champloo too. Both of those guys are super cool in my opinion. And they're just, they're just awesome. Speaking of this, this is actually one of the first animes I've watched when I was younger that actually when it had black people in it, they look like black people. Yeah. And they didn't look like, Nice, yeah, fucking like, Mr. Polo. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. forgot his name, but I think it may have been one of the first episodes, or it may have been the first episode. The dude who got like the skin change, Hakeem, Hakeem. Uh-huh. and he got like a he, yeah, he was like a real. white guy, right? He got like completely yeah. changed, yeah, yeah, completely changed, like, changed arm, 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 switch, limb, limb extensions, yeah. and everything to make himself look. He looked bigger. He looked look black, but you can tell he wasn't. Yeah, black. And then when they actually had real black people on there, they looked normal and black. They didn't have big, they had yeah. big ass lips. They didn't look like fucking apes and yeah. shit. They no, actually yeah. black people. I was strange. like surprised. Everyone's favorite yeah. black guy, the bounty hunter announcer dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Punch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, it was awesome. But no, Spike, man. Spike's always uh-huh. the coolest. Yeah, totally. So on the next question. Spike's the coolest. So I don't know if no one said Faye. 
It's because Faye's kind of business. She's a, she's a bit much. She's cool, but yeah, she's she's more fucking annoying than the, she the is. The thing me. I don't understand. I hang out, before we go like, on Hang on, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! I have a question for it. Okay, don't jump okay, the gun. Right, 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 right. Right. No, 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 I'm talking about. I was gonna ask you, are they even good bounty hunters? Hang on, hang on. I've got a question no. for it. Hang on, I've got a question for it. All right, okay, all right. chill out. <laughs> All right, second question. Which planet or environment stood out to you the most? And give a little description of what it looks like so other people can glean into it if they All haven't right, so seen no, it. Because, you sure. know, people, no one's actually going to go so, sit and watch it before they listen <laughs> right, yeah. if they've never seen it. So, no I lie, I, I can't remember, remember the, yeah. any of the environments. No, guys, which everyone stood out to you the most. If you can remember anything from an episode, we could probably help you figure out which planet it is. Like, there was the casino world or whatever where they went and had, like, the dome. That was a ship. Man, fuck, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> All right, setting, yeah. Okay. Like, I said, I said planet or environment. All right. I know I said you casino world. Sure, I'll take that one. Go ahead. I actually really like the ruined earth. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, I expect they that. They have a, like part of the, the lore of the thing. I think this show kind of opens with scenes of the gate disaster. Yeah. Where, you know, they have these hyperspace lane things. A gate exploded. It's a big fucking deal. Tore up Hearth the Moon and basically showered the Earth and asteroids forevermore. Like the weather report on Earth talks about rockfall. Then, you know, mm-hmm. you need to get the hell out because 10% chance of rock showers like it's normal weather now. Yeah, you go there and it's like super desolate. <laughs> the people who still live on Earth mostly live underground. Very few people live on the surface because you basically aren't going to survive it. Mm-hmm. Right. You get some scavengers, some weirdos here and there. They talk about Ed's dad. It's like he's obsessed with mapping the new craters. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly moving around to where the rock showers have been and changing the maps. But mostly everybody lives underground and the people that do still live on the earth, they're like time capsuled almost. Yeah, they're like kind of unhinged. Yeah, like they all live in about the era that the gate disaster happened and nobody's kept up with human culture changing. Uh-huh. Yeah. The rest of the solar system is all prosperous you know, and different. I don't know about prosperous. <laughs> Better but, off. But they're like, you know, culture, whatever is advancing, even if it's not necessarily getting better. But like under the earth, there's some guy down there that still has a Betamax running because they just kept everything and they preserved the things that Mm -hmm. they knew. All right. And it's a really interesting contrast. There's a lot of things that are very now modern Mm -hmm. about everywhere in this show, because one, making things in the future is hard. And two, like it's supposed to evoke a noir feeling, which is shady clubs smoky jazz and guns Mm -hmm. but everything is really stylistically centered on every other place like there's a tone and a style to this stuff and the earth just don't have it like it's a collection of junk Uh and it stands out the most i think from the rest of it nice because everywhere else is either falling apart or cutting edge yeah and the earth is like the earth is like just things as they were and rocks (laughs) rocks <laughs> rocks <laughs> yeah. i like it there are uh, a lot of rocks there pat do you want to go next or you want to get skipped over yeah skip over me because i'm right. still trying to figure uh, out Isaac, you, got, one. you got one man yeah sure so the ship itself like the bebop mm-hmm. i think is my favorite setting just because they pack so much in and it's expansive and it's interesting to look at and that couch they're just like the central <laughs> hub for of a place that has like four rooms they did really yeah it seems like lived in mm-hmm. they do a lot of stuff and because a lot of the show weirdly enough centers around that couch and yeah, it's kind of like a loft yeah. apartment kind of thing uh-huh. i just love that they played into it even the bathrooms that are like 
capsules or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Uh, th- there's other things that are more scenic, obviously, like when they're landing on a planet, because the Bebop itself was a converted fishing ship. And all the ships inside are like fish themed or whatever, <laughs> or, or nautical themed. But yeah, yeah, I, I would go with the Bebop as my favorite setting. Nice. Jasmine? I'm not going to lie. I couldn't remember it, so I had okay. to look it yeah, up. That's, okay. um, that's what Pat's so doing, it was, I think. Uh, yeah, the Bohemian Junkie. Oh, yeah. So okay. Which one was like, that? Yeah. So they said, epi- I looked it up, and they said, like, episode 14, so when, mm. like, everything is floating everywhere. Because Bohemian this is, Rhapsody, baby. Yeah, th- uh-huh. so this is the area where all your, like, broken pieces of ships and mm-hmm. parts and things are. So the reason that stands out to me, though, is because I imagine that that's what's going to happen or has happened with all these things that have exploded in space <laughs> that we've lost oh, mm-hmm. and I was just like Jasmine's getting ready for the salvage I wonder if that's um, <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I had it right. on do not disturb anyway I just I wonder if that's what it looks like and that was one of the things that when I was watching it I was like oh yeah I think this is when I was originally watching it as you know when I was younger and mm. I was just like this is what's gonna happen to us isn't it <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. Yeah. That's a little yeah, that's a little bit how I feel about current nostalgia culture and the broken earth. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Pat, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Uh, well, actually, no, you can go. Uh, okay, okay. Like Isaac, I like the Bebop, but what I most like about it is when it's just floating in space. Uh-huh. Literally, they cut in on some episodes, and it's just the Bebop. Just You hear the thrusters slightly going, and then they're careening through space. I, I don't know why, but it's just it, like a, a feeling of like stillness. Yeah, like everything's like, kind of like fine. It's empty, but nothing's like, terrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're just you're on a journey to your next destination. You're just trying to relax and get there. That's it. And mm-hmm. they did a really good job because they'll make the bebop the focus point, but they'll fucking zoom out the picture or pan in sometimes or take it from a different angle. Yeah, but because when always, they're doing like dogfighting and stuff, usually it's in the swordfish yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's literally just floating in fucking space. Yeah, and that's it. And then they'll cut to like bebop interior and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh-huh. the, these are the more enjoyable parts because every time I think of Cowboy Bebop you think of the ship first yeah you can think of the universe but I mean if, if there's no ship there's no Spike no Jet no Faye no Iron sure, no yeah. Ed mm-hmm. so it's an integral part of the entire series and it's yeah. super yeah, super definitely. memorable it, I mean, there's a the part title. of me that feels like and it's and the title <laughs> yeah. is literally named after the fucking ship there's a part of me that's like just there's a lot of creativity and like lived in spaces in this like mm-hmm. every space they go to has graffiti on the walls and like yeah. ad banners and like all the stuff when someone has a shopping bag all of those things like actual names zero of these artists skimped on background right oh, yeah. yeah they, they invested oh. their hearts and soul in this and i was like no give me the metal hall <laughs> I, got, and hang on, hang on. Yeah. I actually have a second one because i i also think of this one a lot ganymede uh-huh. looks yeah. fucking awesome yeah it's, it's just like a damn well, i don't you know mine oh you better you can go there no go ahead because i got another one i had a backup okay all okay right. but ganymede's just it feels like a town that's surrounded by water like they upscaled the shit out of venice there you go boom there it is Uh and it's more industrialized so venice imagine venice but like more pipes and shit everywhere yeah (laughs) sci-fi and and a lot yeah Yeah. a lot more sci-fi bigger and stuff like that in the episode where uh jet goes back to his old flame i told you guys about this one yeah and he's like chasing her down and stuff and they're in the the little boat car whatever the hell that thing is called <laughs> and, like a hovercraft and, almost. Yeah, yeah, like a hovercraft. And he's following them, and then they go into like this super tight space. 
And he literally turns his ship vertical and just follows them the entire way. And it felt like they were going for miles yeah. on this one little stretch. No, Ganymede was just a really, really nice spot. And it reminded me of Japan a little bit because I've seen some coasts. In the end of the episode, Jet throws his watch in the water. Mm-hmm. And those little like blocks that they have on the edge of like the coast, they look kind of like oh yeah like jacks like jacks and i've seen them on the edge of like breakers yeah 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 that's Uh what it is and i'd never seen those before and i was like wow that's cool that they even took something that we had here on earth and like used it elsewhere you know what i mean i feel like a lot of scenes are like that because just because they live so live there they feel so lived in Mm. and like the movie for example a lot of the settings in cowboy bebop the movie were based on a trip to morocco so they were like pulling elements and like they're basically a photo gallery and they were like how do do we make this more the moroccan (laughs) street market killed like just yeah. jumps out at you at the uh-huh. beginning of it it's yeah good. so yeah. good but uh pat go ahead man so you took game for me but my other one is uh unconventional the past whenever they okay, do yeah. whenever they do flashbacks to oh to yeah spikes past everything oh, okay. the whole blue setting it reminded me of like an old detective movie like casablanca chinatown la confidential falkey's mountain or falkey's mountain Maltese Falcon. Falcon. Thank you. Uh-huh. It's just it was like such an old like oh the old tropes of being detective movies because whenever he's in the past it's like oh he's talking to Julia like hey baby this is the last time I want to do this one more score and he's like oh no like it's just it gave you more of oh, yeah. a, a character of Spike and why he's doing the stuff like why he's after Julia and why Vicious is who he is the way they drew it stood out to me more than the way the rest yeah. of the movie and that's saying a lot for the series because the series a lot and then even at the end. They made the last episode where he's fighting vicious. It kind of made it look almost like the past. Yeah. So it kind of felt like he's he's confronting his, his past. past. Yeah. yeah. No, Evan was not kidding when he or you guys. Any I can't uh-huh. remember who said it. Y'all weren't kidding when y'all were talking about like it's it's really noir. Like yeah. It, yeah. And it's oh, yeah. it's it shows. If you've seen it once, you'll probably overlook it and be like, oh, it's just a past. Yeah. But when you've seen it a few times, you'll glean into like a lot more of the meaning in the mm-hmm. in the show and the at, and the environment mm-hmm. and everything and what the atmosphere they're trying to set up. Yeah. And there's there's so many shows that use this aesthetic but not as well <laughs> yeah i was, gonna, I was yeah. just gonna say that because obviously there's fanboys that have gone on to make movies themselves like joss whedon has definitely borrowed heavily when he made firefly also ryan johnson tried to turn this into star wars and did not work but you can definitely see the influences and things he was trying to pull from like the casino is basically a redo you know even things like the matrix the wachowskis obviously mm-hmm. had seen this the animatrix even has some of the animators from the series in it no no it's great stuff great stuff i like all those environments too like there it's the whole show is great also the final tower where he fights vicious is also Uh really great really cool Uh he fucks those people up Uh, oh but all right so next question this is for pat if there was anything that seemed weird or needed clarifying because my first time through the series it confused me because i thought spike died three times in the entire series <laughs> and just kept coming back and i was like what the fuck i mean uh, it's more, if, if there's something like a question you guys have that, oh, that so somebody else who'd seen it also could like lean into give a little bit of inside a little bit i don't understand how faye became a bounty hunter see i was gonna say something okay. about her as well because uh-huh. i understand because i understand how spike did it he mm. left uh the syndicate. the syndicate and he did something to do he's good at punching people in the face <laughs> you know bounty hunter jet used to be a cop bounty yeah. hunter bounty hunter <laughs> he's, he's in the network so yeah, to speak. yeah. So he understands it faye for all we find out for her she was frozen for 50 years she comes out she doesn't know anything about herself and mm. next thing you know she's 
bounty hunter. I'm pretty sure it's Faith just, just sort of does whatever she can no, do yeah, yeah, that yeah. relies on seduction, lies. No, and literally, it's the fact that she, I think it's the fact that she can like coax men, especially male yeah. bounties, and then catch them yeah. really I easily. Like, yeah. but, and she also, said. she needs the money. So if she can do this really easily, why not? Well, I understand she needs the money, but I feel like there's other jobs she can use those yeah. talents for. Right, but those things will lock her down somewhere. Yeah, uh-huh. bounty hunter is something she's always doing and her own it, thing. It, it seems like she's still looking for the truth and she's able to move mm. around if she's a bounty hunter. Okay. And maybe this is just me reading stuff into that. She spent a lot of time looking for that guy that ripped her off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was trying to hunt down her past. Mm-hmm. So being a bounty hunter, maybe just an offshoot of her trying to hunt down More the people that brought her back. Okay. I mean, again, that's just me guessing. And just how many times they actually caught someone how are they not a lot no yeah they <laughs> i always figured like the big cases that we see are the ones that didn't go well and that's what makes them more dramatic and the ones that, that we don't see the a ones that of, aren't exciting like a lot of episodes good at their start jobs. with them getting the payout from a capture yeah, they yeah. Made. and like the one where they had they fight the chess master or whatever like mm-hmm. they they capture like 20 bounties that episode not big ones yeah but, but they don't get paid for them <laughs> here's the no. weird thing about that here's the weird thing about that too where the fuck does all their goddamn money go the amount the amount of money it must cost to like do repairs or whatever the fuck must be is really crazy yeah because they they, have to pay for all the shit they damage yeah that includes three different ships they got they gotta they gotta eat they gotta do regular upkeep on spaceships fucking food yeah right so you gotta maintain petty cash because you can't do bounty hunting unless you're willing to pay somebody (laughs) for information (laughs) and i understand why Faye never has anything because she gets it she She goes gambles it it away Mm -hmm. oh yeah she loses real quick but jet and spike don't they never have any food and they always wear the same clothes for someone who fate shines upon Faye does not is not good at gambling no no No. not at all she's not good at gambling legitimately yeah Yeah. Yeah. that was probably one of the things that annoyed me the most about her character being honest because i was like okay you woke up from this cryo sleep you have no idea who you are we don't really know who you were from the past regardless of having like this tape or whatever and i was like and you're just really bad at the things that (laughs) you brought like i i I don't get it i don't know it didn't make sense it was irritating to me the thing that really angered me about Faye was Mm -hmm. why did she put that fucking coat on her shoulders that fucking (laughs) coat annoyed me every time i see i just want to like rip it off or like oh no put it up her costume is bananas either put it up on your shoulders or take it off time out this is not a shit fest for Faye. leave her alone she's (laughs) crazy okay yeah yeah but it's being frozen messed with her brain man that's all yeah i'm not gonna say it didn't she She my heart is my stomach froze i'm trying to think when she actually was important to the story because <laughs> Ed, because as, as crazy as Ed was, they got a lot of stuff in the episode she was because she was able to use her tech skills to do to do something. She helped Julia at the very end. Oh, you mean right before she, she got, got shot in the head? She got involved in Julia's shit pretty early. Yeah. So, because she got well, shot. Jupiter Jazz adjacent. Uh-huh. So she, Julia, she, Julia she actually developed her own personal shit with Vicious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Julia, she. Whatever. But um, I'm gonna talk about Julia. Julia yeah, sucks. No. <laughs> she yeah, but barely I just, hit it. For I, as big of a character, like as the important as she is, yeah, as important yeah. as she is to the She's a plot device. She's just there. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't I can't think of one where she was important. Like they couldn't have done what they did without her. Like there's times where it's pretty consistent on a small level. Like she has different instincts and different methods for a lot of the bounties. Uh-huh. I was thinking about Jupiter Jazz. They wouldn't have even gotten close if she hadn't gone straight to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. All right. Anyone else? <laughs> this is a question I have about a specific 
instance of music, actually. Uh-oh. So in the Andy episode where this guy oh, shit. shows up. Cowboy on, Andy would have been a great answer for best guest character. Right. That, that's like my third answer. So, <laughs> so when he shows up, everyone can hear this whistling soundtrack. But yes. he is obviously not whistling. Where is the music coming from? There's a speaker on his horse. Oh, my. Is it? Is that official? Yeah. Okay, all right. Because I was wondering, like, is the horse whistling? Isaac's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I missed that. Horse I, ate a radio. Because I watched it this time, and it's like, well, he kind of looks like he's whistling, but he's not. Like, in the next mm. scene, it's like, no, he's not whistling. But they obviously, everyone can hear him. They hear the I, whistle. I, I don't understand how he became a well-known... Well, never mind, no, he became well-known. Money. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> money, because he just goes after people, and he doesn't even look. God, he doesn't even I look just, at the fucking... I fucking love that the character, though, because he's though. such a shithead. Yeah, he doesn't look at the fucking bounty... Pope picture. He kept getting no, singing. That's spike. not why he's there. The man yeah. has skills, okay? There's, he just doesn't know how to apply them. <laughs> and I love that the writers were like, oh no, phase into that. <laughs> yep. Yep. All up in so the guy with money and no sense. Yeah, she's into that. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. I just want to know yeah. why they introduced Edward so early in the show. Mm-hmm. Because Ed's like what four episode four or five? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think five. And then Ed doesn't matter until like episode fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just yeah, like yeah. a she comic relief. Hangs out on the ship, and occasionally they cut from what's happening to Ed doing something silly with Ayn, mm-hmm. and then cut away. It's just comic relief, and it's such an important character because she does like the well, research, yeah. right? And like she like re- well, hunting things. She comes in by researching the Bebop and thinks they're like the most interesting people. Yeah, she's like a fangirl for the yeah. crew and he would think you would want to establish more about the crew before, before somebody wants to join this because mm-hmm. Faye'd been there for a hot second and literally there for a hot second because soon she does something she's like I'm gonna bounce and just leaves yeah. uh-huh. and I mean that's like that happens in Jupiter Jazz yeah. She, yeah. like, disables the ship and takes the fuck off. Yeah, yeah well, she takes their money, too, right? It, yeah. And the thing is, too, is, like, how is it that they're quickly able to find each other? But oh, they always just Because leave? there's, like, no population anywhere. Then why is it they always have an issue finding bounties? Because they, they can really find don't, though. Like, no. they, Faye can track people just by, like, guessing where they're going. They'll blind, like, mm-hmm. go into a blind situation and disappear, and she will pick them back up. It- and, like, they're always spotting people at vast distances while moving. <laughs> but, like, there's not a lot of population places. I, yeah, I, I was curious, too, because, like, Ed is such a, you know, a salient part of the, the fan culture with mm-hmm. this. Like, she's definitely part of the crew in everyone's yeah. mind. But, yeah, she comes into it super late. Yeah, well, it's, like, a fifth of the way through the series when she shows up. And then more than halfway through the series before she's relevant. Yeah. And then she's important. But, like, like I don't super know. important towards the end. I feel like she could have been introduced later and made more sense. And also, like, in the movie, when she's obviously doing research for them, I feel like there were a couple more scenes earlier on where it's like, oh, no, actual useful kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, she was doing something besides fucking around. Yeah. So when she left, she went to go find her dad, right? It's ambiguous, but she was moving on with her life. Yes. Okay. Even though I saw the episode and rewound it twice, I was like, why is she actually leaving? I thought it was because she wanted to go find her dad, but her dad doesn't really care about her. The man has a mission. Yeah. I don't think that's really the point. She was moving on. She was in a different place in her life. Mm -hmm. And I think Faye disappearing to that cult also influenced her. Yeah, Because that was brain scratch fever, right? Like right after that? Yeah. Yeah. The crew itself is so... None of them, obviously, none of them want to stay in one spot. They always are looking for something. They're just there because of convenience. They're friends out of convenience. They're wanderers. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all kind of running from trauma. Exactly. The only two people who actually are friends are Jet and Spike. Spike, yeah. Mm -hmm.
BSR is recorded in a socially distanced quasi-studio in a college town in the middle of America. Find us next week for part two of the chat. All voices, music, and mixing are put together by us. The song playing right now is an homage to Tank from Cowboy Bebop by Yoko Canal. Please don't sue us. Otherwise, all rights reserved. This episode is not brought to you by Peppers and Beef from Space. Beef optional. See you next time, Space Cowboy. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you.